Oh, the man himself is back. How you doing, brother? We're back, baby. We're back. It's over. We're back, and the, it's over again. The dynamic duo. And now we're back. I love how we've each had like a traumatic solo episode experience. I don't think it was traumatic. Really, really. I don't think mine was some... traumatic. Nah, you did good. You did good. I, I enjoyed I think listening I just kinda, to it. I, I just, I, I think I phoned it in, is what I did. Well, I had, I had to download it. Yeah. When we were in Vegas, so I could listen to it in airplane mode. Yeah. Um, really enjoyed that and that week's lifting in the ruins yeah. and the most recent lifting in the ruins. Yeah, really been, enjoyed that one. Some fun. I like that you guys actually talked about games you liked yeah. this time yeah. instead of shit talking. We're usually ripping people. That's the, <laughs> but that's kind of the whole thing, man. Yo, now is the time to wage fucking war against the hypocrites, bigots, and all you weak ass phonies that never really rebels, only survivors, their gods, their masters, and your loyalty to the fucking world. Yeah, I, th- I think we're, I'm becoming a drama goblin as well. I'm enjoying drama and making fun of internet people. Are you going to be the next Red Bar? I think so. <laughs> I'm stealing Mike's bit. I don't give a fuck, dude. I'm stealing Mike's bit. Fuck yeah. There's there's fools that need to be held accountable, sir. Like Liver King. Like like Ethan and Hassan. True. God. That, whole th- that interview was the funniest fucking thing I've ever watched, dude. I don't think I've ever actually watched like a single minute. Yeah. Of any bit of media that involved Ethan Klein or Hassan Piper. Not even his old stuff? You never saw Vape Nation? No, dude? I just, I was, ne- I, see, because I never, like, grew up, well, not even grew up, but, like, I was never into, like, YouTube drama. Yeah, you weren't, like, I didn't internet. really watch YouTube shows or you no streamers. Internet dweller, yeah. You, yeah, weren't, you weren't an internet goblin It's all like foreign to me. Yeah. Good for you, man. That makes me happy for you. I have to bear this impossible burden of all this knowledge of these awful internet people at all times. <laughs> So as you can see, this recliner is actually made of my brain. Like you probably know more about Chris Chan than any human should. I'm a, I, I I think I'm an unofficial Christorian for sure. <laughs> a Christorian. That's what they call themselves. No shit. That's what they call themselves. Yeah, the people who actually follow him like that. Those those are Christorians. You're like a biological library. I'm a Rolodex of useless of information. <laughs> I'm a Rolodex <laughs> of completely useless information. I, I'm really good for that, dude. <laughs> that would go good in the Bumble profile. How's that been going? Um, I don't know. I've gotten some Tinder ones lately, man. And these chicks have been sending me their contact info, but I'm like, I don't have Snapchat. You got an IG? And they're like, no. And I'm like, the fuck don't you have an Instagram for you? Weird, it's because you they're trying bitch. to scam you. You can send money over Snapchat. Oh. So you can link. I'm pretty sure that's like a, like a textbook scam where like, cause people link their credit card on Snapchat. They have like snap cash okay. and shit. Yeah. And I think that's how like, you know, people do their premiums or whatever. They tried to do it like, uh. Like Cash App, okay. but just like within Snapchat. I didn't so know I'm that. pretty sure people can like hack your shit and like get your bank info. Because there used to always be like bot profiles on there that would just be like, hey, go to this external site to verify you're a real person. And I'm like, nah. Bro, this old guy <laughs> at work got scammed by the fucking Amazon card. Oh, no. Indian the, guy dude, calling guys about the Amazon card. I know. Please. Uh, what is the word? <laughs> God, redeem, redeem the card, please, sir. <laughs> please redeem the card. Are you there? Are you at the counter? This is the final redeeming. Are you at the cash register, please? 
the redeeming. Yeah, but he fucking fell for it, man. I can't believe people are still falling for that shit. I mean, dude, I think seniors the top prey on that stuff, man. They just internet. The, I, I would love to meet like an internet. I'd love to interview an internet scammer. We need to see if we can get one of these guys to come talk to us. Do like a soft white underbelly. Yeah, we need to like. I, I'm just so curious about the kind of person that runs internet scams all day. Like that's their shit. You know what I'm saying? It, I just love the argument of like, if the scammers out there would put like literally half the amount of effort that they put into scamming into like doing a real job, right? Or like actually providing a resource to humanity, yeah, some, just be of some kind of worth. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of use to like anybody but yourself, right? Right. Because at that point, it's like you're just like a leech. Like you're not even. You're not helping anybody but yourself. You're the worst kind of leech because of how much like collateral damage you create. Like, you know, you could just go, like, rob a store or something. Yeah. You know, and get yourself shot by the cops or something. But, no, you decide to, like, steal money from elderly people you can trick. It's kind of rotten. It's kind of based, though. It's, it's, it's <laughs> kind of based. <laughs> I think our anti-work would think it was pretty based. <laughs> For sure. I don't know. I think it depends on the target. Definitely it, depends on the target. Sure, sure. I think if they give... What's Anonymous up to, man? I thought they were going to be, like, bringing down, like, whatever happened to them. They're just hanging out, uh, I think, whatever whatever hard drive at the CIA has, like, their fake persona that they use as Anonymous on it. Whichever one has the bullet hole from Pizzagate. Yeah, yeah, that Whichever guy. one got shot the up DBR. in Comet Ping Pong. Yeah. yeah. Hanging out. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy, actually. Like, uh, I went away on that trip. Right. And so, obviously, you know, we'll talk about it in a little bit. But when I was in the bottom of the Grand Canyon, like, literally no cell service. Like, at all. Sure. Duh. But, I mean. Not too many 5G towers. Yeah, right. right? Like, we had no contact with the outside world at all. So, for three days, we were just survival mode. It was yeah. fucking dope. It's good that there's still places you can do that. Yeah, and we and you know we we finished. It was a big accomplishment. You know we were all relishing in it. We're on cloud nine, and then we get to the lodge and turn on the TV, and it's set on CNN, and uh. it's like Dow is down, Hurricane Ian hit, <laughs> like some lady got robbed, like oh, all this shit's going apart. on. I'm like, oh fuck! <laughs> like y- you step away from the news yeah. for like four days. Yeah, shit, everything's going wrong, man. Yeah, like gorilla escape from the zoo. Like, <laughs> All this shit is going down. But it was nice to unplug. It was really cool. But I, I feel like I just got like thrust back into like the matrix of just like, oh, yeah, everybody's constantly on edge. Yeah, that I've been I've been hanging out there, man. I've been stuck here for a while. You know, I think I'm finally getting over all that shit that I was like, oh, I was all down and shitty for two weeks well i think we're like psychically connected i know you haven't been in the gym and i also have yet to go back to the gym because i feel like i'm still recovering right from the hike right um that's not true i'm just being fat and lazy right right but uh (laughs) that's my excuse i'm just recovering fuck lately dude and uh, i think we're psychically connected though because we haven't been going to the gym at the same time yeah it's it's like it's like when our periods are synced exactly our gym periods are synced Yeah, dude. No, I mean, I, I went Monday. Uh, I'm still sore from it. That's the worst part is like restarting. You get so sore, like you don't, like you didn't when you were going like regularly. You get so fucking sore. Yeah. Like my my lats are fucking killing me, and it's been like it's thir- it's Thursday. I went Monday. You know, <laughs> like fuck. So I'm trying. To, I'm trying to get to the point where I can like really get back on the horse. It's just like the dog threw everything off, and then like just work is so boring. And I'm just coasting right now, you know? And, like, when I'm not engaged by anything, like, I just kind of, like, 
turn into a bump on a log. Like, even when I'm at home, it's just like, I just don't fucking care about anything. You know? That's the soy. Yeah, definitely. That's the soy. soy. Yo, did you listen to the newest War Mode? That was... I haven't gotten through it. I listened to about half of it this morning. It's nice. I mean, he's a little late to the party, Uh, but I mean, he definitely... Bill went in. Yeah. On uh, on soy and just how it actually like produces loners and makes yeah. people loners and sedentary. That study was interesting. I mean, we talk about, about seed oils all the time. Yeah, yeah. dude, it's crazy. There was a uh, there was a while where it was like it felt like you know because when you first start a podcast, you get imposter syndrome and you don't feel like you're doing it right. And I was like, man, I you feel think like you're like clown shoes the whole time you're doing it. And- well, listen to this shit, right? So it feels like at the beginning we're like catching up to speed and like everybody else has already said everything. And it's like, what are we going to say? And then we started talking about shit. And then like Matt and Shane picked up on like three 30, whatever the three 32, the fucking hurts or or four 32. And then like, we keep talking about shit and then war mode talks about it. And then other shit. And I'm like, yo, we're like, we're ahead of the curve. We're on the cutting edge, baby. We're on the no, cutting edge. I mean, edge. I think that's just, funny. I always give myself drugs. a little pat on the back when I cover something before, like, no agenda does. And I'm like, hot damn, I did it. I beat them to the fucking punch. They can't say I'm stealing their topics now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I don't know. That was a good episode, though. Yeah, I, the, the, the food thing's interesting because uh, I was... Uh, this Discord I'm in, shout out to the Western Promises boys. Um, they were t- we were talking today about, like, meds and like our experiences being put on meds in school mm-hmm. as kids like i was a riddling kid from like third to fifth grade and this other dude was talking about like how much fucking shit he had been cycled through like he was on like concerta adderall riddling vivance and then finally like prozac and he's had problems his whole life like you know suicidal like all kinds of shit you know and like he was like it's insane the way like He's like, these people give us all these meds and these people always go and nobody learns anything and they go back and their kids buy the same meds that are like killing their fucking parents, eating the same dog shit food. He's like, capitalism on its face is supposed to be like a voluntary exchange of goods between two parties, consenting parties. He's like, it's insane how much like informed consent we don't have on anything we eat or the shit that they give us. Oh, yeah. Like, it's wild. And it it just got me really thinking about it. Like, it's fucking true. Like people and even like when you learn when you when we put this information out and people learn it like they still eat you still eat the shit you know yeah because it's like an inescapable they've they've like put us into such a fucking box but that's why like this level of like food independence and like kind of trying to figure out ways to deal with things besides like them uh, you know the medical industry as a whole is like a pill mill basically that's all it fucking is at this point they're there just to like force you to take something and a lot of that's because of like the uh insurance model and just the way it a lot of it's insurance company driven well, the way it, the way it's been going well and the whole root of it is uh just trying to figure out what to do with industrial waste because most medicines are petroleum based exactly right same with our food exactly it's right. all it's it the the one of the og rockefellers was literally a snake oil salesman who was selling off fucking random bullshit fucking stuff yeah to try and fucking like that it, it was just literally waste it's all it was they're like well, well this will uh It'll fix your hair growth problem, but actually it'll just poison you and kill you. Yeah. You know, like at the end of the day, it's wild. It's, it sucks so much that we've been like pigeonholed into this fucking system at this point. And like, all you can really do is go in a basement and talk about it on a mic, you know, to get the, get the fucking story out at the end of the day and try to make good decisions in your own life. I mean, we talked about food security, I think last episode uh, that we were together on. Right. So it's just, uh, it was, it was an interesting conversation to have in a shit posting discord. (laughs) 
Yeah, uh, it's nice to be in a Discord that uh, isn't infiltrated by feds trying to get you to, like, you know, run your SUV into the next parade or yeah. something. Hey, man, you guys, uh, you guys should, uh, you guys should buy a bunch of rifles and stuff. But Build yeah, some 80% lowers. Speaking of, like, coming back to, like, all this crazy news. Uh, so much has been happening. I mean, I came even, home even to the today, to the fishing tournament scandal. That, <laughs> that was buckwild, bro. I feel like that is the hottest news right now. But, that is that is. The, uh, you don't have the thing hooked. Though. I was gonna say pull the video up. Maybe people are still fucking talking about the well, fishing scandal. That shit's fucking serious, man. Bro, apparently these guys won over like three million dollars over their ten year career, and they got like boats and trucks and like. They were winning prizes. Yeah. They were winning prizes that could have gone to like good, honest people. They really and then probably needed it. You know, could have needed it. Like a lot of those fishing guys, like sleep out of their fucking trucks. Those tournament guys, they like sleep out of their trucks and travel around to these things. You know, they don't. It isn't like a. That's not like it's not like racing or anything like that. Yeah. You know, like that's like you're kind of just doing it your fucking self. Yeah, because I mean it's not as commercial. Mm-hmm. I mean, what are you going to get the Bass Pro sponsorship? At that point, you're the biggest guy. Yeah, because these guys, all their sponsorships pulled. Obviously, oh, I yeah. mean, dude, the absurdity of like, okay, for anyone that missed it, these guys were winning tournaments and they were stuffing lead weights in and their like, fish. Yeah, and fish fillets and shit. And and they were wrapping. That's the thing. They were wrapping the sinkers in fillet and tying oh, it with string, so, so that you couldn't like feel like the hard. Oh yeah, so it'd still feel like a fish. Yeah, but oh, wow. my thing is like, dude, I think they just got too greedy. Oh, for sure. Well, because, once, once it works, you're gonna keep doing it. But the thing is, a lot of those tournaments are decided by ounces. So the thing is, throw a couple. One two ounce sinkers and yeah, a fish were, or two. If you're going to cheat, they were throwing those big bitches in there. They were putting twelve ounce football sinkers <laughs> in these crazy. bitches, in multiple crazy. of them. Yeah. So you're looking at this walleye, and it's the same exact length in physical appearance as this other walleye. But you're telling me one's five and the other seven and a half. Yeah. The, the other thing is like, how long were they doing it for? Oh my gosh, probably years. Yeah, like before anyone even like caught on. And I mean, I've seen other like people cheating and other ways of cheating where they're like guys will go to a spot uh, like days or like weeks before a tournament. They'll catch some big fat bass and then they'll put them on a stringer and then they'll hide them like under a log or root somewhere. Oh, my God. And then they just zip off to this little corner of the pond, pull out their footballs and then boom, won the tournament. Fucking pet fish. Pet fish, exactly. Unbelievable. So, I mean, it's not like the the industry is, like, not, like, familiar mm. with, like, cheating and scandals and shit like that. Like, I mean, with anything, there's going to be some sort of corruption involved. Yeah. Oh, dude. From FIFA down to fishing. The past two weeks, cheating scandals have been the thing in almost every fucking sport. Really? Yeah. We had uh, the Magnus Carlsen thing with the chess guy. Oh, the anal beads. Yeah, we had the chess guy. Um, which was really funny because when the, what started it was like that Hans Neiman guy came out and was like, "How do you even like come up? How do you accuse someone of that?" Yeah, I want to know. Like, I, uh, I, what I, I were think, you tapped into? I, think, I don't think um, Carlson actually came up with that theory. I think that's like Reddit came up with that. Okay, because they were trying to come up. Of course, you know, of course, they're all thinking about anal beads over there. But uh, they came up with that theory that like, because you you're on screen when you're doing this, you can be seen when you're doing this. So there has yeah. to be some kind of hidden thing. Yeah. But there is like a thing that goes in your sock that people get. 
Oh, it's true. called like it's it's a sock something or other, and it vibrates to indicate moves. Yeah, and you have like a code set out, and it's like Morse code. To yeah, like, hey, move this piece. L three, because it'd be yeah. really easy to do Morse code. You know, L three, like mm-hmm. you know that kind of shit, or just tell you that there's a move, and like it's highly regulated in the sport. Like when they take breaks and stuff, so theoretically someone could like run out and go do something, but it's like very eyes are kept on you, you know. And uh, the thing that really set it off was when Hans Neiman beat this dude in Miami because Hans Neiman's like a high-ranked player, but he's not like Magnus Carlsen destroying level. Right. And they interviewed him after and were like, how did you do that, man? And he just said, chess speaks for itself and walked off. <laughs> <laughs> the most alpha. <laughs> it's the funniest fucking the clip. The most alpha. It's the funniest clip, dude. Chess Who do you think you are? I am. <laughs> and, then he's, and then he hustles off to the bathroom to squirt out the anal beads, you know? Oh, like, my God. <laughs> but, um... So it kept going and like yeah, he's pursing that shit and he's like, dude, I gotta sneeze. This interview, I cannot do this over. interview. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that like led to the accusations and all the Reddit sleuths started looking into it and trying to figure out what was going on. And then Magnus Carlson came out and like they played around against each other again, and Carlson resigned two moves in because yeah. he saw he basically was like, he's fucking doing it again. Like he the moves that the dude made, he was like, nope. That's like he's cheating right now. So he just resigned on him. And then yeah. he wrote, he wrote like a manifesto about it and was like, "Hey, like his the guy that runs the chess academy he's from is known as a cheater." Like apparently cheating happens all the fucking time in the chess world. It happens all the time in, in anything, everything. everything. Yeah, it sure. happens in every yeah. sport. Yeah. It happens in every government office. Like some sort of cheating or lying or stealing cuz I think you know, we talk about human nature a lot, mm-hmm. and there is, like, that duality of man where we have, like, our lizard brain that's really focused on the self and self-centered, and then you have aspects of, like, altruism and community that, like, that's what I personally believe human nature is. I think human nature is altruistic because there are thousands of other animals that are self-centered. Right. So that's not uniquely human. Right. And I know it's altruism also isn't uniquely human, but really I think that community aspect is what sets us apart. So like that duality of man, when you when you see people who are cheating, who are lying to you, who are trying to pull one over, who are robbing you, whether they're a politician or anything, they're just operating on a base frequency. Like they're just operating at such a low level that like it almost makes you pity them, but that's why it makes me even more mad is because it's like dude you're like a fucking like ant spiritually Mm -hmm. right right even down to the fucking credit card scammers Mm -hmm. it's like dude you are a fucking like pile of human shit right if you're going to be sacrificing lives sending them to war in iraq for weapons of mass destruction that aren't there so you can make a fucking buck for that oil i mean any anything whether you're dick cheney whether yeah. you're there for the oil, whether you're there for the poppy, whether you're big pharma going there and creating the opioid crisis. Right. I mean, any number of things like these are people that are operating on like such low levels. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's almost like satanic. Like they get they Scumbag get tempted by the yeah. devil. You know, they got tempted by the devil. They met at the crossroads and they sold their soul. Well, I think it's also just like that power and status level allows the human mind to dip to that level. Well, no, because poor people do shitty things too. But like, it's more you're more prone to it because uh, I think the idea of your power and status makes it to where you think you can get away with it. Essentially, well, and that's also another it's hubris. That's another interesting paradigm, though, because uh, our boy 
asked one night during a chaos cast, like, do you think that people in power are shitty because shitty people seek out positions of power mm. or does the position of power create that ultimately over time? Uh, it's column A and B, I think. You think it's a mix? I think it's a mix because you got people like... We love fence-sitting. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, we're Tim pulling it over here, you know what I'm saying? Uh, or at least old school Tim pulling it. But um, yeah, like, I mean, we, I, I think I'm listening to that RFK audiobook again, the Fauci book. Oh, true. And it talks about Fauci's personality and he's an example of one of those people who was attracted to power because they're a shitty person. Yeah. You know? But then you have people who start off normal and get into that stuff, and then it warps them. You know? I mean, it's like, you know, Jones always says, absolute power corrupts, absolutely. You know? Like, it's definitely true. But, like, there, I think it tends, does tend to attract more often than not the sociopathic, the psychopathic, the, the bad elements of human nature. I think it's a little more of that than just you become that, you know? Yeah, and I also think you have to have something a little off to, like, want to exert your will over oh, others like that. For sure. Like, and that's a decidedly, like, satanic view, too, to, like, do what thou wilt, even if that means imposing yourself on others. For sure. And I think a lot of liberty people just fundamentally disagree with that. That's why you got a lot of leave me alone type folks actually yeah. end up supporting the Republican party because they're like, Hey, you know, we have all these populist, you know, politicians running around now. And yeah. granted, they're just, that's that Overton window shift. They're just moving with the tides. Yeah. They're just saying, Hey, this is what the people are. They're going to give us the most money. Yeah. It's a cyclical thing, you know, cause I think all of the politics of the past few years have created like situations for people where they now feel like, nothing in the political realm is serving them in any way yeah so naturally populism is the next step where the guy comes along and says, hey i'm gonna give you a little something guys mm -hmm. fuck these guys i'm gonna give you something but then like 50 50 shot they're probably gonna be a fucking crook too <laughs> oh know? absolutely it's just the new it's just the new kind of way and to they play all on serve people. the same masters yeah it's the men you know soft men create bad times bad times create strong men strong men create good times etc etc it just keeps rolling you know yeah down the hill <laughs> yeah some other crazy shit you sent me today man dude the fucking velma search <laughs> that was google that's buck wild to me bro the fact that they had to, and i know this is culture war just yeah. like no but it's funny shit. it's also funny as it's shit. just fucking hilarious yeah. that they have to come out and and like tell everyone oh velma's this is her coming out day yeah and it's like also we're going to make it so when you search your name on Google, confetti and progress flags. Dude. And like, and I think it's funny that that flag has completely replaced like any idea of LGBTQ. They've like pigeonholed lesbians and gays into this whole like queer thing, which oh, is mainly just, which ma it's mainly just centered around trans people though. Yeah. Cause they're the only ones that are allowed to be victims now. I think they're like, they've pushed out gays and lesbians. Gays and lesbians are too cis for even these freaks now. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. Like they're on the way out. Because it like they they even had that specific lesbian flag for Velma. And I'm like that didn't exist before like last year, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's like lesbians were just you guys were all the rainbow flag. What the fuck happened? Does anyone not understand? Like I just, I just don't even know where we're going with this at this point. Yeah, you know? I mean, and at some point, like 
it really just doesn't matter, and I think that's why they're doing it. Mm-hmm. I, because of their own, they're like retconning reality to where like all these kids who were growing up in this time, like to people like me and you, like I don't Google Velma. I have no reason to. Yeah, so someone had to tell me to go look how ridiculous this yeah. thing was, and you Google it, and confetti pops down like an <laughs> iMessage, yeah. like when you text someone happy yeah. birthday. Yeah. On, yeah. yeah, and and so basically, these kids are going to grow up in a world where like this is normal now. So when a kid Google's Velma, you know, an eight year old, that's a perfectly reasonable eight year old Google search. Yeah, for sure. They're going to be bombarded. Velma boobies. Yeah, right. Yeah, eight-year-old me yeah. looking up rule 34. But it, it, I don't know. They're like retconning this whole thing of being just like, oh, yeah, reality is everyone's this. Yeah. But like everyone is this. Yeah, when it really it's just like a kind of – it's not like a – it's a minority group. Which honestly the thing – It still I'm, is a minority group. I'm mostly upset about the fact that like real Scoob fans like myself – I'm going to look hard, in the camera. The hardcore Scoob I'm going to look in the camera when I say this. Real Scoob lovers know that Shaggy and Velma had a thing the whole time. You can go back. It's total canon. Yeah. You can go back. You can look at like the werewolf movie. You can look at the movie where they're like uh, in that museum with like the, the, the fucking mummies and shit, mm-hmm. the Egypt museum. There's so many fucking like times where like Shaggy and Velma were caught. Like Shaggy was like on top of her and there's like weird looks. And dude, yeah. Velma totally they wanted to sug. Through a trap door and then it's Velma like, Velma oh. wanted to sug yeah. Shaggy so hard. For sure. Everybody knows that it's canon, and they're just coming out and being like, no, actually, she likes black chicks. Well, and the, the real insidious part of this is introducing ideas of queerness. They can't go overboard and be like, Velma's trans. You know, they can't go that far. She's been a tomboy this whole time. Yeah, they can't go that far. But I don't they, know. They need the to animation, put, they, they probably could have passed it off. They need to put some kind... Well, they, I think they know like the blowback on that would have been so extreme. Yeah. You know, so they, 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 this, is like the, this is like the line they can just walk up to to keep introducing these ideas to kids. Yeah. Because that's what it's... It's a kid's show at the end of the day. Of course. There's adults who will watch it, sure. But yeah. like, it's a kid's show. So it's just another way for them to kind of keep introducing these ideas because that's clearly what they want now. You know, that's clearly what the point is, is that we're supposed to make kids be into this shit as early as possible. Yeah. And I heard it was another podcast talking and, uh, Oh, I think it was Dave Smith actually was talking to Rogan and he kept saying that he believed that all this trans stuff and all this, whatever is coming from intelligence agencies. And, I mean, it very well could, but I feel like we just, we talk about ESG scores so much. I feel like, again, it's kind of the same argument we talked about, like, okay, the Overton window of, you know, conservatives has shifted towards populism. So that's just where the money goes. Like the politicians are becoming more populist because they know they're going to get money from people. So it's the same thing with ESG scores, like these companies... Even Cartoon Network or Hanna-Barbera, whoever owns Warner Scooby-Doo, Brothers, Warner whatever Brothers, the fuck it is, yeah. F- for them to come out and do shit like this, they know it's like they're going to get more money yeah. at the end of the day well, because I, I guarantee people you, are going to support it, people I, are going to invest it. I wouldn't be shocked if Warner, if I know some of the Warner Group is probably, I think, owned by BlackRock, so that's probably also why, yeah. or at least BlackRock, BlackRock has some level of shares in it, so I think that's why this stuff is happening. I mean, you can see everything that BlackRock touches, it starts moving into this territory no matter what oh know? yeah so it's it's very clear it's a very clear push i think it's just like they finally 
the little you know powers that be or whatever the people at the top larry fink they finally figured out how to like create this tendril set of tendrils that will literally encompass everything at this point by driving it all the way back up to the key investment point you know oh you want money for something well here's our book on what you have to fucking do and it better be trans inclusive it better be lgbtq friendly it better be you know it's wheelchair accessible that's great shit like that or i I think it's just it needs to be green needs to be eco that's what the e stands for you gotta be low emission shit like that i think it keeps them from having to think about how to run different businesses yeah you know because they're income they're encompassing so much at this point like we can't have a different strat for everything so we have this one thing now and this is why this is why we're seeing this stuff being forced into culture so well much. and that's kind of another interesting point though is that like maybe intelligence agencies are running blackrock you I know maybe shocked. maybe it does go all the way maybe shocked. dave smith is on dave smith is rarely wrong he's no he's usually pretty over the target with the things that he says so i feel Most like maybe, reasonable man alive i think you know we're sitting here talking about larry fink but he could be the fall guy and we're like oh it's just money 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 but in reality it's like yeah it's money that's going to blackrock it's the black budget well yeah i think i think the billionaires you worry about are the ones you don't know about for sure. You know, like, we know oh who God, Larry yes. Fink is, but I, who are his buddies? Yeah. That's, that's the real question. Those who's are the his, scary guys. Who's his buddies? Those are the ones that I think are the brain children behind all this stuff mm. at the end of the day. So. Spooky. Yeah, just creepy, 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 creepy. So. Have you also seen the latest uh, Kanye meltdown? He is going crazy right now, isn't he? That was some other great news. That the happened. White Lives Matter thing was insane i don't even know what's going on so he stood there with candace owens with a white lives matter t-shirt and then all these people start piling on him and now he's like this means war and he's just been melting down on his instagram i follow him only during his meltdowns and then i unfollow and then something happens and then i follow him again (laughs) so he just basically is posting like texts from people he's doing like high school shit he's airing it out he's screenshotting he's like these people like the post of this person threatening me you're fake and dead to me now like he's just like and he's you know the last meltdown he had he called out clinton and kim and everybody else and he's calling out the fashion industry now and i don't know dude i've been i've been like eating my popcorn on this one he's definitely a dangerous dude to like i mean i mean mean, he's been inside of so many places for so many years i guess he's probably a dangerous guy to like not have on your team at that point because he probably has a lot of dirt on y'all He's probably got a lot of fucking dirt on y'all seen y'all do some weird ass shit you know, I mean, he sure acts like it, but again, it could just be bluffing and it could just be like his bipolar disorder going off. You know, he's not taking his meds or something. Who knows? Yeah, right. You know, but it does seem to like he's definitely on the fucking war path now. I still stand. Yay. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've, I'm here for it. I'm here for the ride. It's fucking it's entertaining, if anything, you know, and it's funny to watch these people who like, I guess you consider untouchable. Yeah. Like be like harassed by someone. To such but what a I level. love like, is that he's like calling people out, and he'll like he was he's like getting really mad at somebody, and then he'll like post a screenshot of someone being like, Kanye, what you said was really mean. You should talk to that person. And then like an hour later, he's like, in all caps, I just talked to this bitch, and he's like, <laughs> See, we made up. We're friends now. That's all you got to do is talk, people. Love. And I'm like, I fuck with that. Like, I fuck with that so hard. Like, that message of just, like, you know, even this guy, even if he is bipolar and off his meds, everyone's like, Kanye, like, chill. Just talk to people. And he's just like, all right, we talk. We friends now. It's cool. Yeah, he just gets online and, like, puts this shit up. And he's like, I'm mad about this. He's like, but I haven't tried 
engaging with this person yes, in any way. Yes, at I'm all. I'm fucking mad about it. Just airing it out. And they're like, dude. <laughs> dude. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, and her boots were trash. It's so funny <laughs> yeah, just hearing like just, Kanye like, just say shit like shit that. <laughs> Yeah, we've had some, what if some guy that follows us keeps sending us stuff about it. It's very funny. I love Kanye. Yeah, he it's keeps amazing. sending us like stuff. He's like, "This is the new Supreme Creative Director," and I'm like, "Oh, cool, man!" <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, it's very interesting. Oh man, a lot of subterfuge going on in the fashion world right now. But I think also, I mean, he's had a grudge about that for years because he talks about how remember that the first like the very first like Kanye meltdown, the Sway meltdown. Yeah, he talks about how they like were gatekeeping him from getting into the fashion industry. Oh, and now sure. he's in. He's like, oh, they're trying to control my shit. They're trying to control me. They're stealing my designs. Yada, yada, yada. Because it's like they want ye, but they don't want ye. Mm-hmm. You know, they want ye's talent, but they don't want him there because look at him. You know, look what he does. <laughs> you know, like yeah. he, he's probably not very easy to work with at the end of the day. So I don't know, man. I, I'm I'm definitely curious to see where it keeps going because that, that Clinton thing last time was pretty wild. I loved when he started talking that shit. I was like, you need to keep that up. Mm-hmm. And now he's doing fashion call outs. And I'm like, eh, this is kind of high school go drama. Back to the other, go yeah, back to, go the, back to the Clinton hate. That was cool. I want to hear more about that. Yeah, I want to hear more about Hillary being a demon and being in Kim's ear. I need to watch that was that. such a cryptic caption. It was very weird. You know? Very weird. And Hillary being in Kim's well, ear. She did that, that She did that TV show, that girl boss TV show. Hillary just started with her her daughter, oh. the Girl Boss TV show, and I think Kim was on there. No shit. And Megan the Stallion, who I guess is some kind of role model for women. She's a girl boss, man. She made a lot of money um, by being really fucking thick and just yeah. being hella thick. Yeah. And uh, she's actually got bars. It's like, market marketable business plan being thick. Sis got bars. I'm not gonna lie. Like Meg the Stallion, she got some heaters for sure. Uh, so I'm not going to throw any shade. Yeah, on I'm not her throwing shade. Time. I just think Yo, it's funny. I actually heard a crazy conspiracy. I meant to send the fucking TikTok clip to myself today, but it was uh, somebody said if you slow Nicki Minaj's voice down, oh boy, and low pitch it, it sounds exactly like Jay Z. And they're saying Nicki Minaj's raps are literally not even her. She's like an icon. She's like a figure. And she's like the one that's in the music videos. But she goes out and lip syncs. And it's actually just Jay-Z rapping sped up. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked to find out something like that. Because I feel like there's a lot of guys in the industry who get these chicks that they push out as a front model. Yeah. And then they just like ghostwrite all their fucking songs of and shit, you know. Of course, that, that's like a normal thing. I think there's a few of those people that they've. I've, someone was calling people out like that recently that I saw in there. But room. I swear to God, if anyone out there, I actually want to see <laughs> like if somebody does it on their own. Like if you slow it down, it even sounds like allow me to reintroduce my. Like it sounds just like Jay Z. That'd be really funny. If Same inflections. Sped up with the girls. That, like oh my god. <laughs> well, that's like they have those like AI influencers now. Have you seen those? Yeah, there's a couple. There's so they're not even real people, and so they generate an image to like push or sell you something. Yeah, they made that fucking rapper and signed him to like one of the biggest labels, and I'm like, it's not a real person. How did you sign it? Absolutely insane. It doesn't make any sense. Well, Sophia has uh, citizenship in like Saudi Arabia, so the, yeah, the robot. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Some Saudi prince is fucking Sophia there's for just sure. Really, like bonkers things going on now. Like, um, what is it? You got all the AI art. It's like spawning up and like AI, the AI art is like winning competitions over regular artists. Like soon it's going to get to the point where we'll have like video, like where we won't even be able to trust like videographic evidence of something anymore because right. an AI generated it. Yeah. You know, like they'll tell us like there was, there was an attack today by a white supremacist and they'll have like a whole fake ass video they made of it. 
Mm-hmm. You know, like shit like that will start happening in the very near well, future. I bet they're gonna start like deep faking they won't people even, for blackmail. They won't shit. even need to wind up these little weirdos anymore. They'll, They'll just, just make a fake video of it. Yeah, you know? the ultimate false flag. Yeah. It literally never, never happened. happened. Yeah, it's Insane. not even a real town. <laughs> like you know that kind of shit, man. Well, they just have years. to do. They just have to do the moon landing 2.0, but they just got to sell it. Yeah, you'd think they would have got to sell it with the current graphics. Would have gotten to that by now, you know? Well, I guess, like, the the other last, like, super interesting thing you texted me was that fucking crazy Twitter thread about all the journalists. That was was funny. That was a very good thread. I love that shit, man. Like, it's just, it's funny the way that they, like, these people, people like Carlos Mesa, who we all remember from Vox... Uh, do you remember Carlos Meza? I don't really the remember kind of little no, gay guy a from lot Vox. of these people. So I don't know a lot of them. So, but I knew Taylor Lorenz is. Yeah. Was she the libs of TikTok? Yeah, she docs libs of TikTok. That's um, right. So it, it's the article, the uh, the thread itself started off with Carlos Meza. And it was basically talking about how these these specific journalists who like go out and like attack people, dox them threaten them um basically get online mobs to harass people yeah like but they're they're claiming they're doing it in the name of journalism um and they actually have all their information is like not public like you can't find shit out about them it's very shadowy like if you look if you google taylor Renz's name all you really see about her is that like she's a internet journalist uh she goes she went to this school and that's it like so she's a test tube baby she has no background yeah pretty much and 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 you know you'll find blurbs on wikipedia about even like the smallest people you know like there's always at least a little something uh but hers is like there's nothing you can't yeah like you can find her. out you know like the birthday of like some obscure french poet from the fifth century yeah exactly who wrote like three sonnets yeah. and then and then got crucified or some shit you yeah, know yeah. like you, it, you, you, you find a little bit about him you find out more <laughs> about that guy, guy than taylor, than taylor yeah, yeah and, and taylor Lorenz is my number one enemy in the journalistic field i mean i hate journalists with a fucking passion yeah I don't think there's good ones, and that goes for everybody on Fox to CNN to wherever. I don't think there's a good one out there. I don't think there's like any of them. I'm sorry. I don't care if you if you're don't feel bad about it, but there's not a good one of you. Even like Glenn Greenwald, your like, hall monitors. Even people who like claim themselves like, oh, I'm on Substack and I'm self-produced and I'm this and that. I'm Jack Posobiec, Glenn Greenwald, all these people. Yeah. It's like, dude, you're all intelligence assets. You're, yeah, you're all doing something on some level. Yeah, you're intelligence weenie hall monitors. You know? Unless you're some weird like. I, I don't know, like some weird, like uh, uh, Microsoft MS Paint, yeah, like fucking bullshit homemade website yeah. that's gonna tell me about like how the sun is fake. <laughs> yeah, some fucked up WordPress page or something. Exactly. Yeah, like, I trust. I trust the guy. Watch uh, scrolling on doing a screen recorded video of him manically shouting to his phone about QAnon drops. I trust that guy more than I trust you. I do. At the end of the day, more than Taylor. Lorenz. At least he's being honest. <laughs> or any of those people. <laughs> yeah. So she and it's. She comes from a billionaire family, the Lorenz family. It's like a building family. They're huge. Yeah. Uh, and she went to a really fucking prestigious college. She lives in a really nice condo in New York. And all this, she she basically gets this, she basically has like a fake email job, essentially. <laughs> she reports on the internet, dude. Yeah. She she does what She's I do. She's a reply guy. She, yeah. She gets paid to like do what I do covering drama, essentially. Yeah. You know, and it's it's complete it's not it's the nonsense job. And she docks libs of TikTok, of course, who she decided that that person wasn't allowed to have their own right to privacy of being an anonymous person on the internet. She decided that they weren't allowed to have that because sometimes they post misinformation. 
And that's the real problem because Taylor Lorenz works for a misinformation mill. (laughs) (laughs) The media apparatus that we see nowadays is a misinformation mill with the birth of fact checkers and all this kind of shit. When is a fact checker on on anything ever been something other than to just like nana nana boo boo people who actually like know the truth? Yeah. You know, that's what fact checking is for that. It doesn't accomplish jack shit. And it's there. We live in two separate realities with like what the media presents and what most people can find for themselves. If you look around enough, you know, mm-hmm. and fact checking is like gatekeeping of information where they tell, you, no, this is the truth. Uh, anyone else who says that is some crazy, right? When they even crazy, do whatever. sneaky shit too. Not only will they outright lie and tell you that never happened. Yeah. They'll do s- stupid shit. Well, like they'll twist words of being like, this is categorically false because this small, tiny detail wasn't exactly right. Like yeah. if you said, you know, for instance, like, you know, Nancy Pelosi fell off the plane, you know, and hit her left knee. They'd be like, like, that's false. She actually banged her right elbow. It's false because they spelled Pelosi wrong in the article they wrote. Yes, yeah, you know, dumb shit, shit like, like that. that, you know, and you're just like, oh, my God. And they do that shit all the time. I mean, we, we've seen that with the covid media coverage apparatus over the past couple of years. Uh, and even now with the what's going on with the vaccine coverage, like you can see it very clearly, you know, that you see all these articles like, oh, people are suddenly having heart attacks because of. Climate change, you know, it's getting yeah, it's so hot, people it. are just dying. It and definitely like that was kind not of that shit. experimental you know? thing that everybody thought was a yeah. good idea. Yeah, the, you know, to and, take last year. Yeah, you know, it might not uh, might not be that. Which but. actually, speaking of which, I'm really happy I f- I flew, flown flight flew. on a plane. Yeah, I flew in the air. Yeah, you were in the air. And there was no mask mandates. No one freaked out. I, we didn't fly Spirit, so there was no fights. Yeah, no, it was no good nice fights. No enjoyable. guy yelling the N word yeah, at people. Yeah, it was really cool. <laughs> and like nobody's checking. Like they don't fucking care about your Vax pass. They don't care. Like nothing. Like normal life has resumed for everybody else. And that's that's how you know like the COVID cult is a cult because they're still pushing Vax passes. They're still pushing wearing masks, not leaving your house, doing yeah. this and that. Like Howard Stern didn't leave his house for like years. <sighs> for Almost two years. He's a fucking freak. He's like, I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm like, dude, they did a fucking number on you, dude. I didn't get a goddamn day off. That's what it did to a lot of people, though. You know, it 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 created like a psychosis in a lot of people because of just the way they presented it with such fear. They tried to tell you bodies were piling up in the fucking streets and shit. But what that goes to show you is that people are still just so ingrained in their echo chambers because real life has resumed for everybody else. Yeah, for about a year now, a year and a half now. And it's been that way. Yeah. Even when people were, you know, decrying, get your second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, Just seventh, get eighth, the dope. damn shot already. And, and people, even now, there's some hardcore shows, there's some metal shows that still <laughs> require Vax card. That's so metal. I'm dude. like, that's how? So, that's so tight, dude. What? They're just like living. They're like, it's, 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 it's so, it's so virtue signaling. It's insane. nerds, man. They're, it's, it's like weird that they're nerds like that because you think like in a like edgy group of like we love death and satanic shit and all of our imagery is like guts yeah. and blood and fucking and they're like hail make, Pfizer make sure you ha- yeah yeah make sure you bring your vax pass though or you're getting the axe like go fuck yourself dude you fucking that flyer weirdos. was insane go they're still fuck doing yourself it. you corny ass weirdos and they're still doing it it's insane but we go don't talk about monkey box though don't talk about that we don't talk about that no that's off that's no <laughs> but dude, yeah it's it's insane and like people like her were responsible for like creating this climate of like the media never did anything for us to gain its trust no but yet they tell us they tell us that we have to believe them 
It's like Brian Stelter looking you in the face, being like, we are the objective truth. It's so stupid. It's like, dude, you are objectively gay. Like, just chill, bro. <laughs> you fucking eunuch. Just come out. <laughs> you fucking weird eunuch. It should have been Brian Stelter Brian day, Stelter, not Velma. Brian Stelter looks like he was one of them World Fair babies. You know what I'm saying? He looks like he was one of them World's Fair babies. Bro, he's like Jerry Seinfeld's dad. He just came out of like a slimy fucking pod like the Matrix Blech. and was just birthed out of that. He was birthed like Jim Carrey and Ace Ventura. Yeah, dude. Rhino. Just squeezing out. <laughs> but it's a giant like Stranger Things, like upside down monster. Well, and you, the craziest bit, though, and see with Taylor doxing those people back on topic here, she thinks that she gets to be a private person. And not oh, doesn't yeah. doesn't afford that to other people. And the reason she is private and you can't find shit on her online is because her family owns the Wayback Machine. So any tweet she gets can be will not be archived. Any tweet she makes that's stupid that she ends up deleting isn't archived because she is kept off of that archive. So she has direct access to delete her footprint essentially. Internet footprint forever though. Mm-hmm. Because the Wayback Machine, like you said, it's like an archive and people can yeah. go look at shit. So like even old tumblers that had nudies on them. Yeah, you, you can, can go find, back and find that shit. Yeah, if it's still. been archived, it's all you know. You can find it. That's why you use archive.is instead of Wayback Machine because archive is the real shit. Yeah, and there's they've been uh, trying to push to get rid of that because that archives all the stuff they don't want archived. It, yeah, it's it's they don't like competition. That. They don't like that one. Damn. Yeah, they've been trying. A lot of people have been championing to, to like people who end up getting attacked on the internet or something always end up like trying to throw archive in there as like this sinister force. Like when Kiwi farms was being attacked recently, they were like archives, the problem too. Cause they keep records of all his shit and like, yada, well, yada, it's yada. like that's that insidious shit of like, um, what's his name? Jack Dorsey was saying, Oh, I think all social media should be blockchain. I'm like, why? So shit you say when you're like 10, 12, 14, 15 years old, can be brought up when you try you to get a job in a job interview yeah. when you're 50 is like, yeah. come on, dude. Like that's the dumbest shit ever. I think the archive is, I think archiving is useful to hold people accountable, but I don't think it needs to be used to like police human behavior. No, that's because that's when you cross the line into like surveillance state, dystopian bullshit. I mean, let's be honest, we already live in one. Yeah, which (laughs) actually, speaking of which, we'll we'll get to the predictive programming later. Is a lot like Equilibrium. Yeah, that movie you had me watch. Yeah, but um, yeah, I don't know, man. Just the whole the whole thing about learning that these journalists or billionaires isn't a surprise because we already talk about you know anderson cooper's a vanderbilt yeah. the cuomo brothers they don't hide their their like you know affiliations like they're, 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 they're little Italian. Brothers. they flaunt it <laughs> and so they you have a guy who is a governor of one of the biggest economies in the country fifth biggest in the world i think and his fucking brother is a talking head on the news media basically telling you what to think about this guy. So his brother can fuck off and do whatever, and and Chris is doing uh, damage control yeah, run, on CNN. Run, yeah, he'll run control for him, man. And, and so you look at this stuff, and people don't bat an eye. Yeah. I'm big on the Bush family. People, I don't think, are hip enough to like how fucked the Bush family is. Oh. Going all the way. Jenna Bush is on TV. Her father was president. His father was president and was in the CIA. His father was a Nazi banker. Yeah. So it's like, don't tell me this shit doesn't run deep. And so to find out Taylor Lorenz is hooked up with Wayback Machine, this, what's his name, Carlos, whatever. He has billionaire parents. Carlos Meza, yeah. Yeah, and then, I mean, the LARPing list LARPing is on. a socialist. LARPing is a con- actually like a 
Revcom, you know? Oh, yeah, and he, like, pretends to be some, like, working-class Yeah, there's a lot of videos of him, like, holding up, like, fucking all kinds of stupid fucking... But it's like, what's your angle? Like, are you you being paid by some of your, like, billionaire... parents friends Surely. to like push some message out and yeah. be like oh you need to cosplay this because people will like you know gravitate towards you and be this message for like this radical socialism yeah and i think them pushing that is to try and like curtail people under that system because it will inherently lower their quality of life thus making it so that more resources won't need to be dedicated to them yeah while the billionaires can have as much of the fucking resources as they want yeah while pretending to larp as like this people who care you know mm-hmm. and we'll give you a little crumb every now and again maybe hell yeah if you're lucky if we don't just decide to liquidate you outright with through via uh our strange science experiments and whatnot yeah. you know so <laughs> it's a it's a sinister world we live in sometimes man mm. i try to i try not to like get in that mind space but well, it's, hard, it's hard you need not to travel to i actually it's hard not to sometimes i want to travel with you bro me and you and we need to bring the cams with us mm-hmm. i'm actually blown i didn't have the camera in the canyon but it's right. okay that just means we'll have to go back yeah, and uh, I, mean, I want to travel with you, man, because you really do. You get that perspective. You get out. You get to see things, and not only do you get to meet cool people, and you see how like chill everybody is, right? And like we're being force fed this fucking slop on TV that the world's falling apart. Like I said, State I was in the paranoia, canyon. Yeah. I was in the canyon for three days. Everything was gravy. The My world life ain't falling was the apart best. Out here, dude. <laughs> and then I come back to the hotel. I come back to the lodge. Turn on the TV, and everything's on fire. Yeah, and. I don't know, man. We need to travel together. That'd be so fun. Bring the cams with us. Go see some places and just yeah. get out in nature. Because, you know, I definitely want to make some survival videos. I want to take you backpacking. Yeah, because like, uh, the only uh, the only real traveling I've done, at, like, really outside of the eastern seaboard was, like, driving out to Reno, Nevada. And that's van, fun. That's with cool With a van full of equipment. But it was, like, it was a very focused trip. And I was like, I have to be there within a certain amount of time. It was like a cannonball run, you know. I had right. to, like. So, so it I mean, you get to see stuff, but you can't interact. It wasn't enjoyable. Yeah, it was, like, it was just, like. Well, and also unplugging, what I was really getting at is that just being away, like being terminally online, I know we talk a lot about... Oh, dude, I'm locked in. We talk a lot about being informed and how that's a good thing, but there is a balance to life. And like you can drink too much water and drown, you know, like you can have too much food, you can have too much of a good thing. And it's the same thing with being informed like sometimes and that's where like paranoia sets in the schizophrenia when you're so tapped in and plugged in and you're seeing fed memes and you're seeing this and you're seeing all that you almost construct your own little reality and we're all living in different echo chamber bubbles no matter how impervious you think you are no no one's immune to fucking propaganda exactly (laughs) so just being away from that genuinely yeah i'm not talking like setting like you know, I mean, it's a great first step to set like screen timers, but I'm talking like put the shit down, like go somewhere where you don't even have a choice. Where like literally, I was fighting for my fucking life to like eat, drink, yeah, yeah. and survive, and and get through this thing. I didn't even have a choice to call anybody if I wanted to, right? And uh, I don't know, man. I think it's really important, and I think it's good for people. Oh uh, no, I know I need it, dude. Because like I'm, I'm, I'm the most online motherfucker in the world, like sun up to sundown sometimes you know dude we're we're going some places we're going out in the woods we're gonna make some fires we're gonna make some food it's gonna be good man oh yeah we're gonna do it we're gonna make some cool videos out of it for the for the patreon but yeah man the trip i've actually i've tried really hard uh yeah we're about 50 minutes in i've done really good not spurging yeah yeah. about the trip yet but i do i i just want to give you like 
the quick rundown All right, let's go. of just like what we did, what it was like. And I really did have some like cool meditations while I was there and some really interesting things, connections to like stuff we talk about. And so uh, basically what we did, I was talking, uh, we were hiking the Grand Canyon. And what that means is there's a there's two rims. There's a north rim and a south rim. And so like when you look at the Grand Canyon on a giant fucking satellite map, it's this long winding Colorado River and all these little fingers that have been cut out into the sides. So the national park was placed right where the canyon is at its widest. Mm -hmm. So from rim to rim, the edge, they call it the rim, uh, is 18 miles at its widest. Mm -hmm. And so the trail, because there's switchbacks and curves, it's not linear, the trail itself is about 25 miles. Right. So it's it's a marathon, basically. Yeah. Um, so... <clears throat> The way we had to do it, like it takes some planning. The way we did it, backpacking it, um, I'm really thankful that Bay's family kind of handled all the planning. I just got to go to right along for it, right, right. But uh, it was quite the endeavor, quite the feat getting there. Um, and real quick before I start, I just want to brag a little bit. They say that a couple million people visit the Grand Canyon every year, and of that couple million, only like a couple hundred thousand get on the trail. Oh. And of those people who get on the trail, only like 1% do rim to do rim. Do the whole shit, yeah. Yeah, rim That's to cool. rim. That's cool. Um, so they have two lodges that are set up on either side. There's a north rim lodge and a south rim lodge. Obviously, there's restaurants, shops, all kinds of shit. And it's your, it's your standard national park. Yeah. Uh, you got to pay an uh, entrance fee to get in. Um. We had to get backcountry permits, so we were on a waiting list for a while, a couple months, I think like almost even six months, half a year, because when you get to the campsites, they, they need to make sure everybody has enough space and they're monitoring foot traffic for erosion and conservation. Right. So you have to put your permit like in this little sleeve, like on a post out front your your campsite. So to make all this happen, it was fucking wild. We flew into Vegas, rented a car, drove another five hours to the South Rim. Oh, damn. And then we stayed the night on the South Rim because it's five hours from Vegas. Then we had to wake up the next morning. We left the rental car at the South Rim, and then we hopped in a shuttle. And then we took another five-hour shuttle to the North Rim. Oh, my God. It was five hours? That, that's how big this thing is. Yeah, damn. So <laughs> we could drive to Jersey or Philly in five hours. Yeah, no shit. It took us five hours just to drive around the Grand Canyon. Good Lord. To get to the other side. Yeah. So we got staged up at the North Rim, and we stayed a second night at the North Rim. Because you got to start mad early. Mm -hmm. um, we were up at like four every day on the trail by five, because you want to do the most you can while it's cool and before the sun gets up. Uh, so we stayed a second night on the North Rim, like I said. Then we woke up on the third day, four o'clock. Went to the trailhead, and I mean, we're hiking with uh, lamps, headlamps. Mm -hmm. We got our packs on. I'd love to do a video maybe talking about how to pack a pack. Oh, yeah. Good things to bring, yeah, how to pack time. it, how to fit it. You know, uh, anyone who wants to get into hiking and backpacking, it's just good general survival knowledge in general. Yeah, especially for when, when and if shit hits the Yeah, bed. right. <laughs> so we got 
all loaded up, strapped up, ready to go, headlamps on, starting in the pitch black. And we get to the trailhead, and I'm like, man, this is fucking bullshit for like an hour. Or not an hour, like a mile. We're walking, and it, it, we're in a forest with like dirt fucking path. I'm yeah. like, man, fuck this. Where's the canyon, dog? But it's because we're up on a plateau, yeah, yeah. and there's the Kaibab National Forest right okay. there. So it's all these giant pine trees, and it's gorgeous. Aspens and shit. Gorgeous bullshit. <laughs> and so after about a mile, you literally come to like the edge of the canyon. Oh, yeah. You're at the rim. You're just like, whoa. But you're on the this, this well-manicured trail. Everything there was super safe. There was a couple sketchy spots, and we did some bushwhacking on a side trail. But uh, for the most part, it's well-maintained. It's cool. And I'm telling you, like, the first sight, because we got spat out right when the sun was starting to come up. Nice. So it's, like, dark. And then the most gorgeous time in the canyon is 20 minutes after sunrise and 20 minutes before sunset. Right. Because the colors just dance on the rocks. Right. It makes them purple and all kinds of colors. It's fucking amazing. Hell, yeah. And it just makes you feel small. Like it literally does. Like it's one oh, of those yeah. things. Like when you when you go, it really puts things into perspective. Of like, I'm nothing. I'm an ant. Mm-hmm. You know. Like I have pictures where you look and you're like, wow, that's some big rocks. And then you zoom in and there's a person, and you're like, oh no, those are some big rocks. Right. Because right. it's actually like Earth's crust. Yeah. That's the thing. Is that yeah, you're looking at rocks, but you're looking at uh, one of the most preserved geologic timelines anywhere on Earth. Right. And so I nerded out. I'm like that dad. I stop and read every plaque. You know, right. I, I was no, watching I'm, videos. I'm the same way when I'm in parks. I'm like, let me check this one out. Oh, yeah. And so, like, I definitely, we were both, me and her stepdad were, like, nerding out and talking about the rocks. Like, those are igneous. And he's like, oh, those are sedimentary. And we're like, yo, what do you think happened here? And it's crazy because every layer you go down. So we're going on the first day. In the first day, you descend a lot. You, you, you go down i think about six thousand feet the first day uh-huh. and so you're covering a lot of ground but as you're going these switchbacks are winding through all these formations mm-hmm. and every step you take is like a million years of time right and you're looking at the colors of the rocks change in the red any red rock you see is just iron it's rust so it's high iron content and it goes immediately. There's like a hard line and then it's like white limestone, mm-hmm. which is organic matter. And then there's, which means there was a giant cataclysm, mm-hmm. which means a bunch of plants and animals and shit got fucked up and compressed at one time and fossilized into limestone. Right. And then it goes back to sandstone, which probably was like a windstorm that brought in a bunch of sand dunes. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at all these events and it's like, I was geeked out and tripped out the whole fucking time. Man. Hell yeah. That's and sick. there's cactuses everywhere. We, saw a rattlesnake we didn't see any scorpions a lot of lizards not a lot of birds um hmm. i was surprised at the vegetation there's a lot of like shrubs and bushes yeah, and scrub brush succulents kind of yeah. yeah yucca or no there's a lot of agave up there okay. yeah, yeah, yeah um but it was so sick so like i said first day cover a lot of ground come down then we stayed the first night at cottonwood campground and it was crazy because like we're like sick we hiked all day or all morning we beat the sun and we got to camp around noon and the sun was straight overhead oh, no. and there's no shade like, and we're, we're like Fuck. yeah so it's like we're happy we're not hiking anymore but we have nowhere to You're chill just sitting there and bacon dude so i actually did a little like gremlin like exploring adventure and i found like this little oasis uh-huh. it was a flat rock next to a like ice cold stream nice and um 
there were like these these trees and bushes that had grown over like a terrace, like a kind of uh, like arch kind of thing. Yeah. And so we all sat in the shade and played dice to right. cool off. And it's amazing too because the water, it's spring water. It comes out of the ground. Mm. It's ice fucking cold. Yeah. So you're walking, your feet get swollen and fucked up, and then you dip your feet and you stand like, you know, calf deep. In yeah. this fucking ice cold Colorado cooling, river, cooling your dogs off, dude. But it's like nature's medicine. It 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 it's a cold compress. It brings the swelling and inflammation right. down. I mean, everything about it was just so spiritual and connecting. The desert is like incredibly spiritual. The desert will fuck with you, dude. Yeah, it will. And I have I have a little thing about spirituality here in a minute. Um, so we wake up second day. So between Cottonwood and Phantom Ranch, which were the two campgrounds we stayed at, it was relatively flat. Okay. So we covered a lot of ground, descended the first day, but between the two campsites, we're kind of near the bottom already. So we descended a little bit further, but it was a lot of flat rolling up and down, back and forth. And then you get to what's called the box. Now, the box is the bottom part of the canyon the rocks are the oldest. They're like 2 billion years old, dude. Oh, it's shit. insane. I was walking where dinosaurs were. Yeah. Allegedly, if allegedly, they were real. If they're even real. <laughs> <laughs> and so the box, what's crazy about it is that, you know, you're at the top of the canyon. It's super wide and open. But when you're at the bottom, the walls get super close together because it's oh. like V-shaped. Okay, yeah, yeah. So we were walking alongside the little Colorado River, and it was sick as shit. It was the most gorgeous thing. But because the rocks, they act like um, like heat stones in a sauna. So they bake oh, in the sun all day. Fuck down there. And then they radiate. And because, oh, because the rocks are so close, the walls are so close, it's called the box. It's a little heat box that forms. It's like going through so, a microwave. Yeah, there's like a three-mile <laughs> stretch where temps are like 20 to 30 degrees hotter. So if we had gone in like July, it was 100 degrees, Ooh. it would have been like 120 in the box. Ugh. It's insane. Um, but we actually lucked out on temps. It was only like 90, high 90s in the box. Mm-hmm. And it was a gorgeous day. We beat the sun. I honestly think I think the box was the prettiest part of the trip. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't like know. Right up next to the stones and stuff. It's so sick because like, that's what really makes you feel small. It's like, yeah, it's cool being up and seeing the vastness. Yeah, when you're down when, at the bottom. Yeah, dude, you're you're in a pit. It's fucking massive, yeah. And even the state trooper we passed, like, everyone was like, oh, how's the box? Is it hot today? Is it this, that? And even the state trooper, or the park ranger, was like, yo, the box is kind of a myth. Like, it's not that bad. Like, even today, like, she's like, you're going to love it. (laughs) She's like, boomers freak out about it on the internet. Yeah, but it's really nice. And she even said, it's the most pretty part, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, I was kind of stoked for it. So I was really enjoying myself. And this is where I fucked myself. So the first two days were easier than I thought. I was actually beasting it, bro. I was beasting it. I was in a good mood. I wasn't really sore. I was drinking. I was getting my electrolytes. I was eating good. I was Mm -hmm. rationing. And I had tuned my body like I'd been training. And I felt good. Mm -hmm. But when I fucked up, I underestimated the third day. Yeah. And Phantom Ranch was cool. So we hiked through the box. We stayed at Phantom Ranch. And I got a little history on that. Um, And if you're interested, but 
basically it was a movie star ranch in like the 20s where they would take the mules down and nobody knew about it and so the movie stars would come it was like this luxury resort at the bottom of the grand canyon oh that's cool built in the early 1900s and now it's like a campsite and like the the cabins and shit are still there you can rent Mm -hmm. uh but we just did a regular campsite and we got a steak dinner at phantom ranch they had a canteen you can get like you know apples and cheese and shit which was amazing because I, uh, the whole time, this is something I want to talk about too with the food. The whole time I was eating Cliff Bars and MREs and yeah. processed bullshit. Living off the rough stuff, dude. <laughs> I bought an apple at the canteen and a stick of cheese yeah. and was like, real food. It, it was amazing. I felt the energy like yeah, as I was, was eating like actual it. food. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, and it's, it just showed, yeah, I was like, yeah, there's all this like protein packed bullshit in a cliff bar, but like your body doesn't deal with it the same way. Yeah, it's it like, like it. when you just eat a juicy cold apple, yeah. oh my God. And then I chase it down with some baby bell. The shit was so cash. And I was like, <laughs> I needed real food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, the whole thing about Phantom Ranch is that it's like this historical luxury, whatever. Now it's a campsite, but they still have a canteen. And they have world famous lemonade. Oh. So we were munching lemonade. Chilling, yeah. Yeah, dude, it was so good. So we were like drinking ice cold lemonade, sitting in the little Colorado on like this picture perfect like fly fishing brook, mm-hmm. just cooling off. Dude, when we were setting up our tent, we were in the middle of setting up camp. And then I looked over and then like jumped. And there was a mule deer just laying in the shade. Hanging out. Hanging out. Just so used to people. It yeah. didn't give a shit. And she was chilling with us the whole That's time. Fu- oh, yeah. I think it I remember seeing so a little sick. video of her coming out of the bushes. Yeah, yeah, dude. And so the whole thing, like, I just felt so connected and in nature. Didn't have the phone the whole time. Yeah. We were just existing and living it's and incredible. surviving and, and enjoying the moment. And that thing, too. Uh, you know, I mentioned her her mom and stepdad are marathon runners. So her stepdad likes to race everywhere. Mm -hmm. And then we had, we sat there and talked and he's like, man, you know, the vacation is just being here. And we kind of slowed our roll. We kind of watched our pace. Instead of like, yo, next point, next point. Yeah. Cause it's not, it's not about racing through it. It's the, the the vacation was being being in it. Yeah. And experiencing. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so from Phantom Ranch on the third day, it was up and out. Um, We covered about eight miles a day. Yeah. Um, and we did do some side trails, so I totaled 31 miles. Damn. Um, a little more than the 25 of the actual trail. Right. But uh, yeah, last day, I severely underestimated. I almost had heat exhaustion, bro. Ooh. Uh, my arms I were turning purple. Shit, dude. It was bad. Dude. Bad. Rough. And so we, we were all, ha- we all had a tough time. Don't get me wrong. Like, it is tough. It's a feat. Yeah. Like, you know, only 1% of hikers do rim to rim yeah. like it's no joke yeah and you guys you're like i'm gonna come out here and do this shit dude. yeah and but that was <laughs> and the, the canyon was like i think not <laughs> yeah dude i got fucked i got rat fucked on the last day dude it was hard as hell but what i will say is that the night before we were having the steak dinner and there was this woman kind of sitting off by herself all alone right and we were like hey why don't we invite this woman to come sit with us and it turns out she was a native woman. She was a Navajo Hopi. And so we're talking with her and we made friends. We're asking her about her life. And she was like, oh, yeah, I had some friends that were going to come meet us, but meet me. But nobody came. So I'm here by myself. Um, and she had done it a bunch. She's like, yeah, I grew up like Hopi. Like I grew up around here. And right. the Hopi people are like from the canyon. Yeah. Um, They're cliff dwellers. Yes. Yeah. Pueblos. Shit like that. Yeah. And so 
we befriended her and I think I legitimately believe like, yo, shout out Tanya. Tanya was the fucking best. She was like this old native woman. Mm-hmm. Um, not old. Was she even real? I swear she she like put some good juju on us. She put some good native spirits on us nice. or like told her ancestors like, yo, let them pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like give them the strength. Like I felt like the wind, like towards the end, the wind was like pushing my ass pushing up. up you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I legit, I was That's like, cool. yo, Tanya That's called cool. on her fucking ancestors. Hey man, I placed that old like, I, there's definitely something to that, I think. I, I And I'm, I say that without an ounce of irony. Like, yeah, I legitimately yeah. believe that, like, something helped us up. Yeah, right. They were like, no, you, I'm not going to let you pass you, out. You passed the test. Yes. You passed you, the test of the canyon. I think I passed the test. Passed That's the, the test, only dude. reason. Yeah. I should have been passed out at yeah. that point. I was just a zombie yeah. just crossing the You're finish like, line. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just the, like I got possessed. Like some native spirit <laughs> took me over. Carried you out, dude. I was a fucking eagle just soaring <laughs> out of there, baby. Red tail hawk. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> That's going to be my name now. You got to call me Red tail. That works. That works, dude. <laughs> I was Bigfoot. Now you got to call me Red tail. <laughs> But the trip itself, like I said, we we did good. All of us, literally, at the end, we all teared up. Like mm-hmm. we welled up. Oh and, yeah, I'm sure, dude. That's like that's a that's a traumatic slash incredible thing to go through together. Someone described it. We were talking to people on the trail. Someone described it as a, a class two fun. Because class one fun, it's fun while you're doing it, and then it's fun to tell stories about it. Yeah. Class two fun is. It's not enjoyable to do it, but when you look back on it, it's still, you know, you tell people like, hey, I did it. Type three fun, you just, it's not good all around. You just don't want type three. Yeah, yeah. So it was definitely type two fun where like that last day, the first two days, I fucking loved it. The last day was type two for sure. Um, But looking back on it, like just a wave of emotions of like, we did it. It was hard. I'm sore. I hurt. I just, I, I want to be done. Like, there was a, a while there where we were like, just get me out of this canyon. Right. Like, for real. Get me the fuck out. Right, right. Um, But no, nah, man, the vacation was being there. We had a great fucking time. And, and so many things that I was able to meditate on, like, just everyone on the trail we met was so fucking nice. And I was thinking, I'm like, why is everybody so chill out here? Like you go to the supermarket, people bump into each other. People are rude. They fight over items. You know, like you go out in public, people aren't nice. Right. But there's something about everybody working together towards like a common goal and having a shared experience. There's something about the shared experience of like most hikers I meet on the trail, like other backpackers, even when I'm on the Blue Ridge, even when I'm elsewhere. Like Mm -hmm. when you see other backpackers, you always stop, you talk a minute, how's it going, how much further, you got new water, want a snack, you chilling, just shooting the shit, right? Right. And everyone's all smiles. Even if you're just passing, everyone says good morning. Mm-hmm. Everyone says, hey, yeah. you know, you're not invisible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you matter. You're just passing through, yeah, yeah. Right, and so it really got me thinking about just, I really think it's that shared experience that everyone's having and, and common goals. And society, like as a country, as a community, whatever you want to call it, like we just don't have shared experiences and common goals. So that's kind of why like tribalism worked. Right. Is because on the small scale, you are able to have shared experiences and work towards common goals. But when you try to run a federal government of like 360 million people, there's no fucking way that you're going to have that one size fits all. Right. Unless you have an equilibrium situation. Yes. Where, um, 
you know, everyone's doped up and can't feel anything. And, and then everyone does have the yeah, shared experience, the, share, the same experience of but, a lifetime. I don't know, man. Like it, just everyone working towards that made just everybody just so friendly and open. And I wish like there was more of that just in life. Sure. Yeah. It's just that the very nature of reality at this point and what it's become really doesn't like allow for that, you know? Yeah. Cause they're trying like, like the, the way the media spins us up, it's like, it's everything's that, that climate of fear. I talk about a lot, you know, that, mm-hmm. that, that fear society where you're like, you're supposed to be scared at all times of them and them is like amorphous, mm-hmm. you know, but they could hurt you and kill you at any moment. Them, you know? Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's hard to like, and, and it's really easy for yourself to like drop into that mentality. You know, like even if you feel like you're like almost immune to it, you know, you're like, whatever, you know, I'm, I'm a being of love and light and I just travel through this universe. It's like you can still fall into that because that's a whole echo chamber of grifters in itself. And when you get in those YouTube yeah, algorithms, everybody fucking and, grifting, man. Yeah. Yeah. But it, hell we grifting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For a dollar on a Patreon. Dollar. We're, we're low tier grifters. <laughs> yeah. We're honest low tier grifters. We're like guys. crackhead grifters. Yeah. We're crackhead grifters. Yo, I'll do a backflip for a 20. Come on. Yeah. I'll it? jump off this roof for a five. I'll eat this pile of dog shit. <laughs> five bucks. <laughs> Make it 20 if it's white. White dog shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah. The other thing, uh, you know, I kind of already mentioned the food of just how I really noticed the difference between putting processed shit in me versus like eating an apple. Yeah. Like I felt my body and eating the steak. We had Your a baked body potato was with nourished it. by it. Well, the thing about the canteen, the person working there, I actually really fucked with this. Mm-hmm. The person working there uh, was a member of the trans community. And, you know, we comment on this shit. But at the end of the day, like. We are love and light. We love and accept people. And like we might be commenting on like a social movement and how it's being co-opted. But when it comes to people, it's nothing but love. Yeah, of course. And so with this person, I didn't notice this at first. um, But when I walked up to the canteen, walked up to the window, they had long hair, earrings, but a kind of masculine boyish face. And so I was like, oh, hey, you know, all smiles, you know, we're on the trail. How's it going? You're giving me nourishment. Thank you. Everything's friendly. And then I noticed they had a, a, a female symbol tattooed on their neck, like uh, the the circle with the whatever. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Plus, yeah. So that was the first little tip off. I'm like, you're, all, you're not 100% passing. Like, you could tell that it's like they were transitioning. Yeah, yeah. Um, th- that's just where they were. But... That was my first little tip off. And then I'm sitting there, you know, we're sitting off to the side drinking our lemonade. And then I notice next to the little slider window, they have a piece of paper taped up with an arrow pointed to it that said she slash her. And I'm like, fuck yeah. Because because they're not ashamed of being like, look, you might be confused, but I want to be called she, her. So right. I'm going to put a sign up. I have a tattoo on yeah. me. You know, and and it's like, if you really want to erase that taboo, like don't make people feel bad when they fumble or yeah. if they if they say, "Hey, thanks, man." Yeah, like try and help them. Like, yeah, yeah that's the other thing is like a lot of it. It well, it allows them to feed into the victim complex of it, right? It, that's why they do shit like that, where they're like, "You misgendered me, and you didn't even bother," you know. And it's like, well, you didn't even try to like tell yeah. me, you know, what you want me to call you. And so, I mean, I really fucked with that. Not only did yeah. they have a tattoo, but they had a fucking sign. Yeah. That was like, this is what I am. I'm erasing the taboo. Yeah. Like, I'm telling you up front, if you're going to use my pronouns, this is what they are. Yeah, because 
if you're not doing everything you can to fucking like try and make people like recognize you as what you are, like how yeah. are people supposed to do it at the end of the day? Yeah. So I had full respect for that. Nothing but love for yeah, that yeah. individual and all trans individuals. Nothing but love. We, it's wild that in a canteen at the bottom of the Grand Canyon. Yeah. <laughs> there's one. They got them there too. Yeah. I mean, they're everywhere, baby. They're everywhere. But, but I, I really fucked with that. And, um, just the whole experience, man, it made me feel so small. Yeah, the spirituality, very, hum- dude. very humbling. Even, very. I saw so many shooting stars. Oh yeah, I bet out there it's like a fucking light show. And we actually, it was it was clear skies, so we didn't use a rain fly oh, the whole time. Fucking killer. So we were looking up, so killer. through the mesh at yeah. just like the most stars I've ever seen in oh, my yeah. life. Yeah, when you get that light pollution gone, dude, it's insane. Oh my god, it's it, insane. There. So what they hide from us up there? It had, they're out there. Yeah, they hide Has so much from there. us. Yeah, but um, yeah, man, trip was dope. I'm sad I don't have my rock collection. Oh, you didn't? Oh, yeah, you guess you couldn't bring. It I back. no, I left them at work. I was showing them off at oh, work. Oh, you did bring some back. Nice. I was spurgin. I was yeah. being an autist at work, and I brought my rocks. Check out my rocks. Yeah, <laughs> actually, <laughs> my buddy's my buddy's daughter, who actually she is autistic. Yeah, yeah. she loves rock tumbling. Okay, so I picked up like half dozen different red rocks and black rocks that you can run through a little thing. yeah That's and cool. i told her i was like hey if you tumble these for me you can like pick two and keep them she's like fuck yeah nice yeah so oh, yeah. I'm, I'm stoked to get some tumbled rocks back very nice yeah it'll nice be sick minto from the trip maybe that'll that'll be my amethyst i'll get it wire wrapped by a wook yeah, dude. <laughs> hell yeah but I don't know. You feel like landing this plane? Or you you, you want to yeah. talk about these movies? I, I mean, where, where are we at? We're at uh, hour 15. I mean, I say we save it. I'd say maybe next week. Yeah, we save it we'll for next it. week. Fuck we yeah. Next week. So next week we'll have some predictive programming. Yeah. Some movie reviews for y'all. Yeah, we'll hit it up. Yeah. Who knows? God knows what else will happen between now and then. Video on the Patreon. Latest Saturday. Yeah, it'll be up. It'll probably be Saturday. So if you're not on the Patreon. I don't think I'm finishing it tonight. Oh, nah, no, it's no chance. Deal. But if you're not on the Patreon yet, get over there for a buck. You'll get video episodes. We're going to start doing this every week from now on. So you get to see us. Yep. And obviously, uh, you know, we'll be better prepared. You'll be able to see videos we're watching. If we're, you know, got boys down here, you know, yeah. we'll be chilling. Yep. It'll be more fun. Definitely but, uh, worth a dollar, I think, in my opinion. Yeah. And then I think we've got on the. On the docket, we've got a magic draft we're going to be filming this Hell month. Yes. yes. I'm super stoked. It'll either be a draft or a command night. Right. Commander night, depending on... Commander night would be funny. ...who can come through. Last last time we played Commander, it was wild. Yeah, but I think the goal... I think we're going to try to have at least like one kind of unique... Content. Yeah. yeah, some unique video, one unique thing per month. Yeah, and also um, I'm thinking about starting up a thing with uh, streaming. Um, if there's any interest in that, I was going to stream some games because I play a lot of fucking games on the weekend. Um, was thinking about doing some spooky ones for October. So uh, we'll probably announce it on the IG like a couple days beforehand. Uh, let y'all know. And then I'll go live. I'll post when I'm going live that Saturday or Sunday or whatever. And you guys can come hang out with me. Uh, we can bullshit on stream. We can talk about crazy conspiracy shit. I'll interact. It don't matter. You know, have a little fun. Interact yeah. with us. So. Fuck yeah. yeah, a lot of stuff coming. So come hang out. Well, I'm happy to be back. I'm happy you're back. I try, if I had to do another solo episode by myself, I don't know <laughs> what I'd do. 